Welcome back to the Becoming CEO podcast, where we decide every single day to become the CEO we were created to be. Over here, we're low-key ratchet and high-key saved, okay? Listen, I know what it feels like to have the hugest to-do list, feel super unclear on what to do next in your business, download all the freebies, and still be stuck at square one. And darling, that's over for you today. Hey boo, I'm Kay Hillman. I'm a scientist turned five-figure photographer turned marketing and business strategist for female service providers building profitable businesses. I'm the coach for confused peeps. Boo thang, it's time to ditch the hustle. Listen close, darling, as I snatch your mindset, clarify your messaging, and drop marketing gems. When you roll with me, you'll gain confidence, clarity, and sales as you become the highest version of yourself. Let's get this money. Hey, boo. Hey. Oh, y'all are in for a treat today. I am so excited. I'm talking to my boo, my girl, Taylor, and we're going to be talking all things about alignment, shifting into alignment, letting go of things that don't serve you, um, we're going to be kind of not dissing Instagram, but y'all know we're we kind of tired of the games of Instagram. So we're going to be talking about that. We're just going to have a good time. This is going to be a great candid conversation. But especially if you're just feeling like you're in this season of, I'm just really not feeling pressed to do all the things that everyone says you have to do to build your business. We're going to talk about that. We're going to break it down um, in just a really conversational way. So Taylor, introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, what you do, all that good stuff. Oh my God. Hey, I am so, so excited to be here. Um, talking about alignment is probably one of my favorite topics ever. <laughs> um, so we'll see if this ends up being like three hours long, <laughs> but like, let's, let's, let's keep it real then. <laughs> um, so hi, I'm Taylor. Um, I am the co-founder and uh, COO of Zara Fournier Studio. Um, I operate as a brand strategist, brand designer, client success manager, all that good stuff. Um, and I have a lot of background in photography, graphic design, um, doing branding, identity work for female entrepreneurs, um, just really across the US and Canada, but really anywhere in the world. <laughs> um, and, you know, I've always been a creative um, throughout my entire life. Um, recently, I've been realizing that I have a little bit more of an analytical side to me as well. So it's been really fun to explore that. <laughs> um, but really, I think I have a huge passion for personal development, um, which eventually led me into the online coaching space. So when I'm not being the co-founder of a branding studio, <laughs> um, I actually, you know what, I'm kind of still trying to figure that out right now. Speaking of alignment, right? I'm trying to find where my alignment is at this moment. Um, so this podcast interview actually is coming at a really incredible time because <laughs> um, hopefully you guys can see kind of what that looks like for me, um, kind of rediscovering where my purpose is, what my mission is, uh, where my alignment is, um, and kind of how I go about doing that. So yeah, I'm super excited to be here speaking about this. <laughs> oh my gosh, I couldn't come off mute. Um, but... <laughs> Yes, you know, this is so exciting. And and honestly, you hit on something um, really interesting when you were saying like, you know what, I'm not actually sure right now. And I feel like the <laughs> online space makes you feel like you have to have it all together today. And if it you does. don't, you're like a thousand dollars, like a, a hundred thousand dollars behind. Like you are not going to make it in life because you don't mm. know. Like you're losing your money is. every day. <laughs> right. And it's just so crazy. It's crazy to me that that's the narrative, you know, like that's the narrative. So I would love for you to, um, because I, I know you did something or like, I know that you, the, the studio is new. So could you take us through like your journey of what you were doing before the studio, now that you have the studio and even like your thoughts behind 
where you're, what you're doing next, right? So you have the studio, but like, obviously you're interested in coaching and, and that more analytical stuff. So could you talk us through like what, what you're thinking? Like what, what was the journey to where you are today? Even though it's like not perfect, which is totally fine, but like talk (laughs) us through your thoughts with all that. Oh yeah, for sure. So when I, so I graduated college in 2018, I got my BFA in graphic design um, and kind of straight out of college, I went straight into freelancing, except I didn't really know how to freelance or be a business owner. I was just kind of like taking whatever work came my way. I was lowballing myself, severely undercharging for my offers. Like, honestly, I didn't even have any offers. People would come to me because they heard about like, oh, one of my friends is a graphic designer. She can help you design your logo. And they would like nickel and dime me. And I'd be doing logos for like $150. It was insane. (laughs) Like never, ever going back, but it was a really wonderful learning experience. Um, but I was doing that for a while. Um, when I graduated, uh, a while being like a few months before I actually discovered the online coaching space. So, um, being a brand coach is something that I've been doing for the past few years. Um, and I don't think that that's necessarily going to be going away. I just need to figure out in my brain how to, um, go about it in a different way than I have been doing. Um, personal development, like I mentioned, has been a huge passion of mine for the past, oh, I don't know, three, four years. (laughs) Um, So this entire time, as I've been learning how to be an entrepreneur, as I've been learning how to run a business, um, I've also been careening through this like weird evolutionary period in my life where I am completely not the person that I was when I was in college. Um, And it's really amazing to kind of go through this rapid evolution um, and self-development and, you know, uncondition yourself and, and relearn things along the way. Um, But I'm at a point right now where I've spent so much time exploring and I'm definitely not done exploring. Um, But I'm at a point where I feel like I actually need to slow down. Cause again, like you mentioned um, in the online space, I feel like there's so much pressure to like have everything figured out all the time and and, you know it's a highlight reel so you know god forbid you show up not like as a highlight and you're afraid that people are going to be like oh wow I should not invest in her because she doesn't have her life together but like honestly like who does have their life together I actually just put up a post on Instagram that was like it's okay to not know (laughs) you know it's okay to take things slow and figure things out because the only way that we ever figure things out is through exploration and through um you know at trial and error. So, um, going back to kind of how the studio came to be, um, I had stepped away from graphic design and, and freelancing and all that stuff, uh, for a while just to focus on coaching. So I was hoping people, uh, helping people define their personal brands, um, helping them kind of learn how to show up, uh, in their own energy, um, online. And it was, very rewarding (laughs) for me to do. But after a while, I started speaking with um, another branding coach. Her name is Fatima. She is now my partner uh, for, uh, you know, Zero Studio. She's my co-founder and CEO of the the business. So um, she and I were on the same page. Like we were kind of starting to get a little bit jaded by the coaching industry, um, which I'm sure like anyone listening to this, like there's been this huge upheaval very recently (laughs) um, with like ethical marketing, Uh, coming into the picture, which is amazing. And I'm super excited. But um, before this was a thing, uh, (laughs) the coaching industry about like last year around that time was 
it had become very uh, toxic for me, like from a personal standpoint and for her as well. So we were kind of trying to figure out ways that we could kind of branch out of the coaching industry. And we both had an experience in graphic design. Personally, I was a little burned out <laughs> um, and traumatized by my original experience of freelancing because I didn't know what I was doing. And I got taken advantage of by clients, um, ended up putting a lot, a lot of work in for very little return. So I was a little bit burnt out on the idea, but at the same time, you know, I'm a creative. I always come back to being a creative um, and I missed it a lot. So we eventually decided our first idea was we need, we needed to collaborate. So our first idea was to um, collaborate on a podcast and that slowly snowballed into, you know what, let's just jump the gun. Let's just skip all the like steps one through 10. Let's just found a studio together. Um, so we did, and we had a lot of really, really fast, messy growth. Um, we actually didn't even start our podcast until actually like a month ago. <laughs> Um, so, you know, kind of a full circle moment, but, um, yeah, going back into that, um, was very interesting for me from a mindset perspective, mostly, um, because, you know, getting back into running, uh, like a studio and actually getting into design again, I had a lot of past trauma that came up again from being burnt out with past clients that I had, um, you know, doubting my own skills. Cause I had been you know, out of the game for a while. I hadn't really been designing for other people for a while. So um, it was definitely a, a, an adventure, but I needed to kind of align myself really quickly um, and, you know, learn how to roll with the punches because we did grow very fast and uh, very messily. We had a lot of reprioritization, um, but it was important that we just kind of kept our eye on the prize. And then, you know, after a year of doing the studio, um, we're still like, we're kind of like reevaluating, right? So that's kind of where the analytical side comes in, where we're taking all the data from this past year and we're kind of trying to decide like, okay, so how can we make this next year better? What are our KPIs? What do we want our goals to be? How can we reach those goals? Um, you know, dependent on the data that we have from this past year. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. I know that was like super choppy journey from like graduating college to now I'm a studio owner and I'm, you know, still trying to find alignment for my personal brand because we have the studio and that's amazing. Um, but at the same time, uh, I have, you know, I have to figure out what I want to do with my personal brand and kind of separate the two. So I hope people like could really see a lot of different things. You made a lot of points in your um, well, I'll call it your origin story, um, but like your, yes. your, your journey, like it's so many different things. And um, I, I think a lot of us can relate to, you know, like you go to college, you get this degree and you kind of think that, okay, there's this certain path that you're going to take and go on and everything's going to make sense. And then it doesn't. And then, <laughs> and then you just like, kind of like, I love how you just kind of threw yourself and said, okay, I'm going to throw myself into the freelancer world, see how this goes, see how I'm feeling. But like something that you can see like a common theme through your story is like evolution and just experimenting and trying new things. And I feel like there's a lot of fear right now around um, experimenting or trying new things. Like it's like everybody wants to do the one process that's going to help me, you know, have this 10K month or this, you know, $100,000 a year or whatever. But it's like there, there's a lot of exploration that happens. Um, I love that you mentioned personal development because a lot of times people really skip that step entirely. Like mm. it's it's like you don't want to confront any of the mindset drama, any of the mindset work. But 
in my opinion, at least what I found in my journey, and you know, I've been at this for about four or five years, is that like if your mind is not right, nothing else falls into place. And that's why you're like people operate out of this weird energy. Um, I totally agree with the with the coaching industry in this last year. It's been like, what the heck is going on? Like I love, like I've always been on the side of ethical marketing. I didn't even realize it was a thing until it like blew up. And then I was like, oh, that's what this is. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, you know, but like I really love that this new um consciousness is happening in the online space because it has been a bit scary and a bit rocky. And I feel like so often people feel like they so King does this thing where he jumps off the sofa. And no. oh uh, I heard that. I heard it happen. <laughs> yeah, like that wasn't quite the landing that he was going for. <laughs> trial Poor and error, King. King. Right. <laughs> trial and error. See, that's that's a prime example of you have to try it to figure out what works. But seriously, like that, like that was a great example. Like, I mean, even though it kind of sucks for him, but it's like it's a great example. Like sometimes we have to fall on our face and just like we learn from that and I think that's it, it's also the scary part of entrepreneurship too because again it's it's a gamble but when you really think about it it's like having a job is just as much a gamble as anything mm-hmm. else you know it's not like you're not risking things by you know working a nine to five or having a business or whatever um but I, I do think that it's really interesting something that you um kind of mentioned or, or touched on a little bit is the when you got burnt out you know, mm-hmm. like being burnt out by clients. And, you know, it's just like, I've been there. We've all, I'm pretty sure everyone has been there where it's like, yo, this is not working. Like y'all are driving me crazy. You know, I've even had like some of my clients who like, I'm like, Hey, why don't you just shut down your business for a second? Like just shut things okay. down, close it down for a second. I'm not saying close it forever, but just mm-hmm. close it until you can like realign yourself. So I would love for you to kind of share maybe a couple of things that you did or you have done to realign yourself and reorient yourself from when you went from freelancer to hooking up with your co-founder to even now, like, I mean, right now you're in that progress. You're in that, you know, in progress of figuring out your alignment for your personal brand. But I would love to know, like, what are some things that you're currently doing to sort of realign yourself to whatever it is that you want to do next? Yeah, for sure. Um, So my, like, my go-to answer for that immediately, like the first thing that pops into my head is just play. Um, and that comes a lot from my graphic design experiment, uh, experiment, <laughs> uh, experience, uh, from when I was in school, um, play was drilled into our heads as like the cure all <laughs> essentially. Um, so we, uh, I, I actually have a post coming out this week too on Instagram. My, my mind's just been flowing lately. <laughs> Um, but I have a post coming out on Instagram about the five things that I learned in design school that changed my life because I didn't realize it when I was in design school. Um, but after I graduated, I quickly started learning a lot of principles of like, you know, personal development. And I realized that a lot of these principles were stuff that I was taught about design <laughs> when I was in school. So there's a lot of parallels, which I think is so interesting because I spent about you know, $80,000 on that degree. Um, And, you know, sometimes it sucks pay off student loans. But when I think about it, they taught me so much about design that is just so applicable beyond design as well. Um, But play was one of those things. And we had like entire lectures on how important it was to incorporate play into your process. Um, And also to focus on the process over the outcome. Well, you know what? I'm just going to like read this post off to you. (laughs) Because this is kind of like a lot of the things that I am 
doing i'm not realizing um to wait before you read the post before you read the post i would love for you to like explain more on what the play means because in my mind when i hear you say play i'm like girl she's talking about like with toys or something like what are you talking like so give us give us the tea on what (laughs) so tell us what play is yeah so when i when i think about play um from a design perspective but also from just like a life perspective it's it's really about focusing on the process more than the outcome because a lot of people have this tendency to um kind of get this destination in their mind and just do whatever it takes to reach it right that's where hustle culture comes in that's where all work and no play comes in that's where workaholics happen um there's a lot that can go wrong when you're just prioritizing the destination or the outcome over the importance of the journey. But in reality, the journey is what is most important because once you get to that destination, I mean, what do you have left? (laughs) You know, so you might as well enjoy the journey while you're on it. Um, And this applies to life, right? Because the ultimate destination is death. (laughs) You know, like, what are you doing working so hard just to die one day? Like, you might as well enjoy life while you have it. Um, We're only on, you know, this big blue marble for so long. Um, but also from a business standpoint, from a design standpoint as well, um, when it comes to your process, right? If I'm ideating, I'll just give you a design example. Like if I'm working on a brand for someone, um, and I know that it has to be, you know, X, Y, Z, I'm not just going to immediately like draw something and then be like, okay, this is it. I'm going to allow myself time to explore again, goes back to exploration, trial and error. Um, but I'm going to think outside the box a little bit and I'm going to be like, oh, well, what if we did this? Um, I think play is really all about expansion and kind of allowing yourself to think outside the box with no restrictions. Cause at the end of the day, you can always kind of condense it all and reel it back in if it needs to fit some sort of a brief or some sort of a, um, some, if you need to fit it inside some sort of a box. But, uh, when it comes to your process, you, I really think that you should leave no stone unturned. Um, you need to be willing to, yeah, just expand beyond like what you personally think is right or what you think others want to see and just kind of have fun with it and just kind of play around. I don't know if that like answers your question a little bit. <laughs> yes, it, it, it actually does. Um, because, you know, sometimes like, I, I love when concepts like this come up, the idea of play, because I feel like so often um, people look at business very linear. You know, you look at it as like, if I do this, I'll get that. But one, we all know that's not how this works. <laughs> but two, you know, it's also like, it takes the fun out of it. And I, I see a lot of people, sometimes you're burnt out, not because like clients or anybody did anything to you, but literally because you took the fun out of your business. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're no longer being creative. Like that, that's, I'm, I'm hearing those things come up from you. It's like, you're not being creative. Like you're not playing and having fun. You're just, do, you're just kind of, um, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's like you're you're at the the whim of your clients and customers, which yeah, of course we're servicing them. We want to provide them with an amazing service, but how much better could the service be if we allowed ourselves to be creative and, and expand it themselves while we're expanding ourselves as well? So I feel like it's just so much, um, it's so much that can happen for everyone on all sides mm-hmm. when it comes to the play aspect. And so that's really fun. Like I've never um I've heard of this concept, but I've heard of it in like a really woo sense. So I was like, mm, I don't know where she's going. But <laughs> now that you explain it, like it, it definitely makes so much sense and it can be applied in so many different ways as we're building businesses. And I feel like that it, it really just 
business for me is all about freeing yourself from the constraints of society. Now this is mm-hmm. like getting really meta. So I'm going to like pull it back a little bit, but oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like why be in business if we're just going to do it the same way everybody else does it, mm-hmm. you know, or if we're just going to do it this one way. Like, you know, someone says, I want this and you just do exactly that. Like, yeah, you can do that exactly. But like, give them another option. Cause I I've noticed with my clients, um, whenever they say they want something and I give them what they want, they're like, ah, uh, but could you do that? Like, they're always looking for like some changes or whatever. Yeah. But whenever I like come to the table and I'm like super creative and I'm like, okay, you said you wanted this, but like, here's what I, here's what I envision. Like they always love it. They have no feedback, no complaints, no nothing. So it's like, I think we underestimate the power of that creativity or like how you call it the power of play inside of our businesses. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. So tell us about this post. Cause I, I want you to like, tell us the post on, cause I think that answers the alignment question. So hit us with that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just like cycling back to that. I had to bring the post up again. Cause I was like, Oh, what was in it again? <laughs> I just designed it last night. I scheduled it up and then it's like out of my brain. Um, but these are kind of less, and some of these are going to answer the question. Some of these are going to be a little bonus. <laughs> um, but this post I made, because recently, again, I've been realizing how many things that I learned in design school that didn't actually click for me from a life perspective until maybe like a year ago, maybe like in the past six months, like very recently. And I was like, you know, what? I feel like I've heard this before. I feel like I've studied this before. And I'm like, oh, wow, I did when I was in design school. Um, but these are kind of you know, things that I remind myself of um, are kind of aff- almost like affirmations that I say to myself to remind myself not to take life too seriously. Because I feel like when you're out of alignment, um, it's just a whole body feeling where you're like, something's missing. I don't feel great um, or I don't feel good about what I'm doing. Um, you're kind of like in a rut. You're not excited. You're not inspired. Um, and that could, yeah, you know, it's, one of my least favorite feelings is being out of alignment. Um, But it's also this really exciting space to be in as well, where you can kind of, if you can muster up the courage to kind of exist in the uncertainty, there's a lot that you can discover about yourself. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Here it is. (laughs) Wait, you said be okay. Be comfortable with living in uncertainty. Say say that part again. Say that part again. (laughs) Yeah. Be, if you can muster up the courage to exist in uncertainty. (laughs) Girl, woo! that was it right there. That was it right there. That that was, that was really powerful. When, when you said it, I was like, oh, wow. Okay. I felt that because (laughs) I feel like so often that's where our our biggest issues come in right when mm-hmm. we're not sure about what the next step is or if we feel if, if you feel like you're doing something that nobody else is doing you don't want to show up and do it and it's like that's okay like it's okay to be outside the margins like that's fine oh girl that was good, that was good. okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> Yeah, I know. And it kind of goes back to um, what you were saying about like feeling that pressure, um, especially in the online space, especially on Instagram with the highlight reel, feeling the pressure to have everything figured out. And that's a huge reason why we feel so scared and fearful and like freaked out when we're uncertain because you know we feel that imposter syndrome creep in um because you know the human brain is wired for routine and uh for comfort right that's why we all have comfort zones but the second we're outside of that comfort zone or something becomes uncertain or unclear it triggers this kind of like fear response in our brains where we're like oh we need to figure out something to hold on to really quick um but it's in that 
kind of uncomfortable space where you can really find out some amazing things about yourself. And that's kind of where I'm at right now in my own process for my personal brand is figuring out, okay, like, do I want to go back to coaching? Something has to change because I am feeling a little out of alignment. So I'm just trying to figure out what that is. But part of what I do to kind of get myself back into alignment is kind of go back to, you know, these, these very classic principles that I learned in design school. And, you know, things that I've learned throughout my personal development. Um, First one is focus on the process and not the outcome. Um, And this is something that we've been talking about this entire conversation about exploration, trial and error, um, and, you know, just being uncertain, right? Like not having an outcome makes us feel scared because we're like, where are we even going? Um, But, you know, maybe have like a loose goal in mind that you're working towards, but don't put pressure on yourself to get there by any means possible. You know, like you want to find the best way to enjoy your journey to eventually get to that goal. Um, So my favorite thing to say is like, stop obsessing over the goal um, and instead obsess over the actions and the habits that it will take to reach that goal. Um, So however you can make your process more enjoyable, however you can, you know, incorporate play, think outside the box, try things that you may not have previously tried or you may not have liked before um and really just take the position of the observer and be like okay well how did I feel when I did that thing or you know at this point in my process like what was coming up for me I think that's it's it's really important to take the role of the um not only the experimenter but also the observer and kind of see how the experiment plays out for you um Second thing um, that I think about is <laughs> uh, some rules were meant to be broken because <laughs> um, I feel like, you know, um, you know, I did learn this in design school, but um, I was always very much so a goody two shoes. I was always playing by the rules um, and I was like deathly afraid to like break rules and get in trouble. Um, so this didn't really click when I was in design school. I was always following the rules. Um, but ever since I became an entrepreneur and I've been experiencing that personal development, I'm like, you know, like you have to learn and know the rules. But when the time comes, like once you learn and you know the rules, you have to break them in a meaningful way, almost. Um, So instead of me listening to, you know, the rules that other people put in place, like society says, oh, you should do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, actually, no, I'm going to check in with myself first. (laughs) And I'm going to, again, take that role of observer and say, okay, well, is this is this really what I want to be focusing on right now? Do I have a better path for myself? Um... And I think, you know, I'm not going to go through the whole post because it's not like a lot of it is maybe not so applicable to this question. But I think the final thing that is super, super important for finding that alignment is just tuning into yourself and tuning out all of the noise. Um, And again, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, And this is something that I am still uh, trying to practice every day because I'm, you know, I'm not an expert at it. I'm not a master yet (laughs) Um, because I did spend a very long time um, see my entire life (laughs) up until, you know, the past maybe two or three years, um, just again, following all the rules that everybody else set for me and trusting everybody else over myself um, and believing what everybody else said and doubting myself. And it wasn't until I invested in my first coach actually, and he was telling me to do all of these things that I hated, right? He was telling me to DM a hundred people a week and, um, you know, 
know, like start conversations and like get like, you know, pitch your services like immediately. And I was like, okay, but this does not sit right with me. It feels gross and I'm going to burn out doing it because it's not aligned and because it makes me feel awful. (laughs) So um, it wasn't until I hired that coach and he was telling me to do all these things that I finally kind of got up the courage to be like, you know what? If this is what everybody else is going to tell me to do, I don't like it. I'm going to figure out my own way. And if I fail, whatever. I'm just tired of feeling like poop. (laughs) So I went ahead and I, you know, devised my own way of, you know, attracting clients, signing clients. And I had signed a client within a week because I was aligned and because I chose to trust myself and kind of observe what made me feel good and tap into more of that. Um, than to just fulfill everybody else's expectations of me. Um, So those are kind of like my three, my three things, I guess. (laughs) I love that. I love when you talked about um, being the experimenter and the observer. I was like, oh, that's a great way to like explain it. Um, Because I feel like so often we pick one role and not the other. You know, so mm-hmm. it's like so often you will experiment, but you never really observe. And so when you don't observe, then you miss out on all the things that you've learned from the experiment. And then mm-hmm. if you're just an observer, it's like you never test new things out. So you never play, you never try something new. So you're not really learning anything new and how to kind of tra- or not transition, but how to like pivot you know, or how to change or be adaptable. And so I love how you explain that. Yeah. It's kind of like right brain, left brain, almost like you have this creative experimentation side, like you're playing, you're gathering all this data, but then you also want to make sure that you come in with that left brain analytical and you're like, okay, well, I have all this data from, you know, exploring and experimenting. Now I need to like kind of analyze it and see what it means. Um, but that's a really great way to put that. <laughs> yes, you look at both. us coming up with whole new philosophies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love that. You know, so something else that you mentioned that I want you to touch on just really quick is um, you mentioned the coach, you know, and mm-hmm. how he was like telling you to do all these different things. And you were just like, this doesn't feel good to me. And I know this has happened to so many of us. I mean, even when you look on, I'm just going to pick on Instagram because I like picking on them. But like (laughs) when you look on Instagram and you see like all the Instagram coaches, which I have a whole thing about Instagram coaches, but I'm not even going to go there today. Um, You can do another podcast episode. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, you know, so you have people out here that are giving the message of like, you know, you need to post multiple times a day. You need to, you know, like DM this many people a day and you need to have these many conversations on. Like you have all this stuff happening. How do you let that go? Like, how do you, you know, let go of like, you know what, this strategy doesn't work for me or I don't feel like posting all, like I know for me, you know, I used to be one of those people that's like, okay, I can post every day or I can post, you know, multiple times a day. But now I'm in a season of life where I'm like, I don't want to, you know, and I'm not going to. And I feel really aligned with that. And it works perfectly for, you know, my plans and stuff. So what kind of wisdom or what kind, like, what can you share to maybe encourage someone who is like just feeling, you know, like, oh man, do I have to do this in order to be successful? Because I feel like you are a testament of like, you don't have to do all those things that people are telling you to do to mm. have a successful business. So like, what would you say to something like that? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
anybody listening, just know that I mean this out of encouragement and I'm not trying to scare you. (laughs) Um, But it seriously takes so much trust in yourself that you will make it like just regardless of anything that happens um I think again there's this pressure to do all the things um but in you know I can talk a little bit about about like masculine and feminine energy here because it's something that um is really interesting for me and and I love talking about it but when I think about like the masculine and feminine energy right I think of the masculine as kind of the doing energy and the feminine as more of the being energy and I think you know we live in a very capitalist society that prioritizes doing and prioritizes working and bringing in money and you know work is what makes us useful um and it's a very masculine energy and a lot of the time it borders or is completely um toxic masculinity um but when we tune into the feminine energy it takes a lot of strength um first and foremost because it's not how our society operates and it feels really weird to not go along with society because it it kind of makes you feel like an outcast a little bit of a black sheep because you're like oh I was not meant to exist in this world but I gotta find a way anyway <laughs> um but when you think about the feminine energy um you know, it does, it does take a lot of strength and courage to kind of embody it. Um, but it's also, it's completely foreign to what we're used to. Um, the feminine energy is all about being, and it's all about kind of, um, trusting in yourself. It's about flow. So that's kind of what I've been talking about in this conversation a lot is like, you know, find what works for you, find what feels good for you. Um, and, tap into that more. Um, but that's really the feminine energy coming out. So when I think about, um, kind of like releasing the expectations that everybody else is placing on you, um, you have to do something with that energy, right? You can't just like energy is not created or destroyed. It has to go somewhere. You have to take all of that trust that you're putting in other people and just put it into yourself because I guarantee you, when you, you know, take the time and it's really hard to slow down and take the time to explore because, you know, exploring, you're going to find a lot of things that you don't like. And a lot of people might think of that as being unproductive. Like, wow, I tried this thing and I was horrible at it and I didn't like it. So that's wasted time. It's not wasted time. (laughs) You know, it's all uh, going towards this goal of finding out you know, first of all, self-discovery, but finding out what is best for you, what works for you, what feels really good for you. Because once you have that sort of alignment with what you're doing and how you're doing it, um, it's it's, it's like the feeling is unmatched. (laughs) Um, but it does take a lot of trust in yourself to get there. It takes a lot of confidence and it takes a lot of faith. Um, if we're going to be talking about like mindset and all that stuff, um, it's really all about taking the trust that you put in other people, um, and knowing that you will make it and you'll make it to the best of your ability and achieve your truest, highest potential if it's coming from within you instead of without of you. <laughs> Outside no, of you. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. That I mean, I love that because I feel like that's the the key. It's like that self-trust. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that a lot of times, you know, and, and I mean, it, I, I, I do think it's also the messaging of the coaching industry but a lot of times you feel like if you're not listening to what someone else says then you're not gonna make it but that's not the truth like you're wrong you know (laughs) yeah yeah exactly like the truth is that and I tell people this all the time which it's like 
you know, as a coach, it's, it's sometimes weird to say it, but I'm like, you already know the answer. Like, yes, you don't, you don't need me to tell you the answer. And I, I'm actually not going to tell you the answer. You know, like my job is to guide you, to ask you, you know, questions so that you can discover and figure out what works for you. And if it's like a marketing thing, if you're like stuck on this thing, of course we can like work through something like that. But at the end of the day, there's not a one, I mean, I wish there was like one tried and true answer. Like if you do this one thing, you are going to make a million dollars, but okay. like, that's not how this works. You know, it's, that's not how this works. So, you know, like being, just being honest, it's like, we have to um, really take on that, uh, how you said self-trust, you know, like really trust ourselves and not other people and I I also feel like um just in this in this time when you when you think about where people's businesses are like because this year you know I've seen a lot of people's businesses explode you know and there's this weird narrative um in my opinion of like if you do it this one way like if you just copy the way I did it you will be successful and like I'm so anti that, you know, which is why some people like when they're, when they're coming to me for help, they're like, well, what do you specialize? And it's like, I specialize in you. Like I specialize in helping you become who you want to be. You know, I'm not going to specialize in, oh, you have to follow this one strategy and that's the only way it works. If you don't do it this way, sorry. Like, you know, and, and I feel like it's almost unfair to even guarantee that like if people follow this one process, they'll be successful. Now, obviously we want to have, you know, a success rate, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying that our stuff shouldn't be good, but I feel like it's a, a real handicap as people are growing and building to just make it seem like there's only one way to be successful. And that's why like, I just have this bone to pick with like certain Instagram coaches. Cause I'm like, bro, I do not need to post three times a day in order to have a, a successful business. Like that's not happening. And some of us don't have the capacity. It doesn't feel good to do that. You know? So it's like, you take all the fun. I mean, I, I love to talk about play earlier because it's like, I feel like a lot of times when we follow what other people say, it just takes all the fun out of business. And if that, if, if your business is not fun, you might as well go get a job. Like, yes. What's the <laughs> point? <laughs> no, exactly. Um, I love, I love this whole topic. Um, especially like, you know, posting three times a day on Instagram. Like, here's the thing. Like my personal opinion is that social media cannot be your entire business. It can, it, it should be a, a place to play for you. And personally, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm just, I'm just kind of trying to put content out there, see what sticks. Um, I'm in an exploration phase at this point. So I'm posting like twice a week, you know, high quality posts. I'm really just posting what comes to mind. Um, cause I'm using it as an opportunity to connect with my audience, but that's fun for me. And I'm putting out my feelers and I am gathering data. Yes. Um, but it's a lot of fun for me. But at the end of the day, if your business is completely centered around Instagram or social media or anything, and I'm not saying that I can't be the top of your funnel, right? That's where a lot of people, um, you know, get visible, find clients and kind of like introduce them to their community and their, their service suite and all that stuff, which is totally fine. But if your entire business depends on Instagram and like your entire model is centered around Instagram, like what happens if Instagram shuts down or like they change their algorithm or something like that's going to affect your business. You want to build something a little bit stronger than that. Um, but with that being said, um, you said something about, um, you know, and going back into ethical marketing, because I, you mentioned it a little bit, you know, a while ago and here again, is that like, it's ethical marketing is taking, uh, precedent right now which is super exciting to see and you know both me and you were talking about this you know 
a year ago, two years ago. And like, this is the, this is our preferred way to market anyway. So it's, you know, nothing's changing for us. Um, but a lot of coaching marketing depends on people making you feel like you're missing something and making you think that they have what you're missing. When in reality, like, just like you said, Kate, like you most likely have the answer inside of you already. And that's kind of what I love about coaching. That's kind of the whole point of coaching is like putting you on that pedestal and making you realize that, oh, actually I can just listen to myself and I have the strength and the ideas um, and the confidence inside of me to make anything happen. Um, That's what inspires me the most about coaching. But yeah, I think it's, it's really important to, talk about that um because again like it's just it's kind of like this whole weird thing where coaches are like you know what like you don't have this and the reason you don't have this is because of this but I can I can give that to you but it's like we shouldn't really be marketing like that yes yes and more yes I think my not I think I know that my most empowering coaching experience and I'm I'm a huge advocate of coaching I've spent lots of money <laughs> getting coached yeah. I've fit some of it you know some of it has been a waste because it's just like yeah whatever but you know I've made some really good investments in coaching and I will have to I have to say that like my most powerful like coaching experiences it was less about like any content they could really give me or mm-hmm. anything. it was more about holding this space for me when I was spiraling in the middle of something or reminding me that like okay girl like you already know what works like you already know how to make money okay let's look let's go back and look at your strategy you know helping me actually problem solve through things versus just trying to put a band-aid on it or versus telling me okay you need to do this 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 and this and then that's it you know and then I'm just Mm -hmm. supposed to go and execute you know it's like and I feel like a lot of times, um, because I've done a lot of coaching, I've been in a lot of people's programs and, um, you know, just something that I see is that when you, if you really focus on ethical marketing, eth- building a business with integrity, which is my whole thing, when you focus there, people actually get transformation and results versus when you just try to give everyone this cookie cutter system, it's like, yeah, you want to make things easier on yourself. I get that, you know, but at the end of the day, everyone is different and everyone need, there's, there's different nuances to how people run their businesses, how things, how people need your services or whatever. And I just think that right now it's just more important than ever that we tune into what actually works for us and not just, oh, this person has a hundred thousand followers. So I'm going to follow their strategy. Or this person has, you know, this person just had a, you know, $10,000 launch. I want that. So I'm going to copy their strategy. It's like, it does not work like that. And it, it just, it just, it sets you up for failure, right? It sets you up to spend and waste all this time on one thing that you shouldn't have been doing in the first place and, and that you already knew. That's the other thing. A lot of times I find that like, I already knew it was a mistake before I even started, but because oh. I was just so believing in the person, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just going to try it. Anyway. Like, you know, you literally ignore yourself. So it's like, for me, I tell people like, girl, you better pray about it before you work with me. Like, think about it. Like take it. Like for me, there's no urgency, you know? And, and like, that's a strategy that I used to be on. Like I used to be on like, oh, there's urgency. I mean, now obviously, you know, I have launches and if the launch closes, whatever, like, you know, okay. But it's like, maybe you need to wait for the next launch. Like <laughs> I'm okay with that. Like, I'm not going to lose any sleep if you don't come in on this launch. Like, okay, there'll be another one. Like I'll see you next time. But it's like, I feel like we have to really just take the pressure 
off of ourselves to say that, you know what, I'm just going to trust that the decision I make is a good decision and mm. let it be what it's going to be, you know, let it play yeah. itself out. And like you said, be the observer, you know, so, so you, you, you test it, right. You figure it out. Okay. I'm going to wait or, okay, I'm going to go for it. Now it's time to be the observer and really figure out, okay, what's working, what's not working and being honest and saying when you jump the gun or being honest and saying that you already knew you should have done something, but you did it anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's that accountability, you know? Yes. That's a huge part of it too, because you get, and you know, not to flip the script, but like everyone that invests isn't innocent either. Right. Like there's, there's, you know, something to be said about a coach that's trying to implement this cookie cutter strategy and, you know, they do it and their clients don't get results because they feel like they're unheard. They feel like it's not tailored to them, which is very important. And, you know, I get behind that, but there also needs to come a point where you take accountability for your own actions and your own kind of preferred method for whatever you're trying to do and be like okay so like this is on me but I can just go back to the drawing board and figure it out and I like I always like to say too that I don't believe in bad investments or I don't believe that any investment is really a waste because at the end of the day you were still taught a lesson maybe you paid a little bit more than you would have liked to to be taught that lesson um but you can use that lesson over and over to guide your decision making for future reference. Um, I mean, my first um, coach that I was talking about where I just didn't want to do anything that he was telling me to, like, I was like, this doesn't feel right to me. Um, No, I didn't get the transformation uh, that he was promising me, but I did have this whole entirely other transformation that I went to where, or that I went through that I learned how to just, um, Again, I learned how to trust myself and that never would have happened if I didn't take that leap, maybe a little prematurely before I knew what he was about. <laughs> um, and, you know, some people might say like, oh, wow, he didn't deliver on what he was promising. But at the end of the day, I have to take accountability. I'm the one that invested in him. Um, I'm not going to be one of those people that asks for a refund because I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Right. Like that's on me for not doing the research. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you know, if you make something like a quote unquote bad investment, um, just reevaluate kind of what you're saying and be like, well, what did I actually learn out of that? Um, because truly like that might've been considered a bad investment, but at the end of the day, I got something so much more valuable out of it. So who really comes out on top? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I think that's a perfect way to tie all this up. I am mm. so big on, um, on personal accountability. Um, and that's why I even mentioned it in the first place, because it's like, I, I just, I like to take ownership. I like to take mm-hmm. ownership of every decision I make, everything I do, but like it, it, it's on me, you know what I'm saying? Because it's if it's on quality. me, yeah, <laughs> that too. But you know, something else is that if it's on me, it's something that can be improved on, changed, mm-hmm. adjusted. If it's on somebody else, there, what, what can I do? What can I do with that? Like, what can I really do with it, you know, putting the blame on somebody else or it being quote unquote, someone else's fault or, you know, feeling like, oh, you know, they didn't look to their expectations or whatever. Like, what can I really do with that? There's nothing I can do with that information. But if I can take that personal accountability and and it's something that I encourage everyone to do, if you can take that personal accountability or that personal responsibility for your decisions, like you said, you can see the lesson. You can see you can see it instead of saying, oh, this is like, this was a terrible investment too. Okay, this might not have been the best use of my money, but like, 
I also got X, Y, and Z out of it. And mm-hmm. like you said, you usually do come out on top when you actually can have that sort of reflective thinking, right? Because it, it puts you in a different thought process of, all right, so what did actually happen? Or what did I, and you know, I've, I've yeah. invested in some yeah. things that I was just like, you know what, what in the heck just happened here? No. You know, like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, like, who are what you to be like, selling like, this? <laughs> th- th- this has got to be a joke, you know? But then it's like, okay, I learned what not to do, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like, even even there, that's a huge thing to learn because, you know, I get in programs and I connect with people and stuff like that. And obviously we're going to talk, you know what I'm saying? People talk. And, and that's the other thing, people talk. So you better do right by people because they're going to talk about it. And so it's like, now I can see how I should or shouldn't show up you know, or how I should and shouldn't operate just based off of one, what feels good to me, but also seeing how it affects my peers or other people that are in a similar space as me or or whatever, right? And so there's so much, um, going back to your whole observer, I really love the um, experimenter and the observer thing. It just goes back to like always being the observer. And I feel like when you take that personal responsibility or accountability, you're able to really embody that observer spirit and be like, you know what? yes, this may not have been what I thought it was going to be, or yes, I did spend a significant amount of money and I'm, I'm trying to understand what I did with this. <laughs> but <laughs> once you ask yourself that question, you can really be objective and say like, you know what, I actually did learn a lot. And it may not have been the thing that I initially set out to learn, but it doesn't mean that there wasn't something good to come from this. So I love that you um, talked about that little reframe and, and shift, because I usually just jump in and be like, girl, that was a bad investment. But you know, in my mind, in my mind, I know I do more processing. So I'm glad that you like brought that up because I feel like that's an important key because I do feel like a lot of the times as um, business owners, sometimes we do play that blame game. You know, we, we, we are trying to blame someone else for our lack of success or lack of transformation or whatever, but it's scary to understand that we're at fault. <laughs> exactly. It's hard to say that it was me right? It's mm-hmm. hard to say that it's because of a decision that I made or chose mm-hmm. not to make, right? So at the end of the day, with your first coach, you chose not to do what he was telling you to do. That was a decision oh, yeah. you made, you exactly. know what I'm saying? Like for him, the process works. So of course he's going to teach you, he's going to tell you to do it. Yeah. But like you decided not to do it. So mm-hmm. it's like, whose fault is that? You know, like, exactly. About it, whose fault is that? You know, and, and it's not to say, it's not, I, I want to be clear. It's not to say that it's your fault or it's, it's his fault, whatever. It doesn't like that doesn't matter. The point is that you made a decision and you, you have to own the decision. You have to own the outcome of that decision. Absolutely. And I feel like that's where um, things can get a little muddy. And like you said, oh, yeah. it, it's a fault on both sides. There's issues on both sides. But I think if we have a little more self-awareness and that self-trust, it really lets us know that like, that was the best decision you could have ever made for yourself. Exactly. Oh, I wouldn't be where I am (laughs) if I hadn't made that quote unquote wrong decision, you know? (laughs) Yes. A hundred percent. And I feel like that's the beauty of being in business. I think that's the beauty of figuring out what, like figuring out what alignment feels like to you, letting go of whatever preconceived notions that anybody has letting go of just all the, the noise. You mentioned it earlier, t- tuning out all the noise. Mm-hmm. I feel like that, that's where the power really is. Like the power really is, okay, I've experimented. I've consumed all this knowledge. Now as the observer, what am I going to do further? Like how, what's my next step? And how am I going to make a step towards alignment versus just trying to fit into a mold that wasn't even created for you in the first place? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
you know exactly you just put that together so beautifully <laughs> i know i love a girl you know you know <laughs> fast forward to the last 30 seconds of the podcast to hear the summary <laughs> right <laughs> yes yes okay so before we wrap this up i want you to leave us with like any final thoughts you have and then tell us how we can connect with you oh boy final thoughts oh i don't want to like repeat myself but yeah just going back to that play um idea uh just don't take life too seriously um I think I had you know throughout my entire life I had this tendency to you know frame every minor inconvenience as like the end of the world and I would like spiral into this like anxiety you know awful um feeling where I was like oh my god how am I ever going to get out of this like but you can't allow your life to be dictated by thoughts of like gloom and doom and catastrophizing things um so at the end of the day you know like it is really scary learning to trust yourself learning to kind of like take that leap and not really rely on anybody else um because again it is a little bit scary when you put you know all your responsibility on yourself instead of on other people uh because that that means that you're the only one at fault if things don't go right um but at the end of the day, even if they don't go right, um, every failure is a lesson and it's not true failure unless you give up and there's really no shame in giving up, right? It's just, it's not rejection, it's redirection, right? So <laughs> um, when it comes to uh, being an entrepreneur or becoming more in alignment, um, just approach it with um, kind of releasing expectations of the outcome. And instead, just focusing again on your process, on play, on exploration, on trial and error. Um, take your notes. Don't put that pressure on yourself to figure everything out because as soon as you stop applying that pressure is when you'll actually see all of the possibilities that are available to you. Um, but I think that's kind of my final thoughts is like, don't take life too seriously. You know, you can always get up after you fall. It's not true failure unless you give up and every failure is a lesson <laughs> um, and focus on play. So yeah, you can find me on Instagram at taylor.unfiltered. Um, that's kind of where I'm, I'm doing my whole experiment right now <laughs> uh, with my personal brand, just kind of posting whatever comes to mind. Um, there's going to be a lot more coming in the new year, I'm sure, um, as I kind of feel out my my new direction for my personal brand um but right now we're just we're just focused on play we're focused on having fun and and connecting so <laughs> um yeah I love it I love it and you are definitely unfiltered on Instagram I think that's why I connect with you <laughs> so deeply because I was just like yes girl you better say it like oh I like to be real <laughs> yes yeah and listen that's what I'm all about so I'm just like I love it I love it so make mm. sure you guys go follow her I will definitely put it in the the show notes below but I think that you just like that final thing you left us with one I feel like it summed up just everything we talked about but two I think it was just really powerful um in not taking things too seriously like I'm I'm um I'm, I'm turning 30 I've been 30 all year like in my mind um I, I'm 29 as of recording this but I'll be 30 but in my mind I'm already 30 and like 30 for me is such a big deal mm. um because I'm just like I've been excited all my life to turn 30 I don't know why I have no idea why because most people are like they dread 30 but I'm like yes I'm 30 um 30 flirty but, and thriving girl listen <laughs> living my best little life honey but I feel like what you said sums up like my feelings in this season of like don't take life too seriously like there's always 
you can always redirect. You're, you're always learning something new. You, you can always pick yourself back up. Like it's mm-hmm. never the end of the world. I love when you said catastrophize, like don't catastrophize. Like that's so true. Like so often we make something like, oh my gosh, my, my life is over. But it's like, your life is not over because you're going to wake up tomorrow. You know, like, or, you know, God willing, you wake up tomorrow, you know, like, so you have another opportunity, you have another chance to grow and learn. And so I think that's so, um, I think that's a really powerful thing. And especially in business where it's so easy to feel like a flop launch means a flopped business, um, Mm. or, you know, an upset client means that you, you suck as a provider, but like, that's not the truth, you know, and and we don't have to make one situation the end of everything for us so I think that was like so well said and I just want to like reiterate what you were saying because that was really good (laughs) thank you (laughs) so thanks so much boo for hanging out with me this has been a great time like just kicking in and just going back and forth I feel like you just dropped so many amazing things for us to just think on and marinate on and so I'm gonna pull some of the because you asked some questions and I'm gonna like pull out and write them in the in the show notes that people can like answer those questions um because I feel like you gave us a lot of things to think about um that maybe we don't always think about you know like it's just until someone makes you aware you don't know and that's okay so it's okay to not know but now that we've had this conversation I feel like it's so important that we really just kind of um examine things a little more deeply you know and I really love the whole uh, you should do a whole post on it if you don't do it I'm gonna do it girl <laughs> about the whole um experimenter and the observer because I just think oh, that's I'm writing so, it down uh, yeah sometimes, like you ever black out when you're like speaking to someone and you're like wow that was really good but I can't yes, remember anything that I just really said good <laughs> It was really good. And like, so I'm, I'm a, I'm a former scientist. And so like that really spoke to like my scientific, my scientific mm, spirit. Yes. So like, that's why in my mind, I just keep holding on to it. So I'm like, girl, this brought in science. Okay, let's go. Like, <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, have a goal in mind, make a hypothesis, but like girl, sometimes that hypothesis listen. is wrong. <laughs> I'm about to do a whole series now. You don't got me going. Cause I'm like, that's really good. Like, and you, and, and that's another thing. I love how your experience, like, you, you know, you went to school for graphic design. I love how you're able to take those lessons. And I feel like so often we feel like our degrees didn't matter because we're doing entrepreneurship, but it's Mm. definitely relevant. Even if it's something like I, my degree is in science. Um, And you would think that it has nothing to do with business, but it has everything to do with business and like why I do things a certain way and how I'm able to help people in a certain way. So it's like, being able to apply those things, you know, into our business is just so fun. But girl, that was like, good. Like you need to, that's a post. (laughs) And then I'm going to do my spinoff and we're just going to be like killing it. <laughs> oh, let's go. We can do that then collaborator we can compare, feature. We can our notes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I love it so much. Thank you so much for your time, Boom. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for so giving me this space. Of course, girl. Love I can't this wait conversation. for We're definitely going to come back because we got, we got more to talk about. Like, oh, we were talking so about, much like, more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to split it up. It's going to be a series. <laughs> Listen, I'm here for it. I'm totally here for it. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Y'all hear King in the background. He's like, mom, let's go. So we're going to wrap this up. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, I will talk to you later, darling. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to follow me on the gram at Mrs. K Hillman and let me know you're picking up what I'm putting down. Take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and share it in your stories and leave a young thug a review so I know it's real. May you walk in your purpose and call in each and every day to become the CEO and woman you were designed to be. Until next time, let's get this money.